Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Worst superheroes ever. All you Alter Life listeners, it's Brent and Jeff from the Alter Life. We're back for another installment of our Ephesians episode. The mystery revealed. Ooh, the mystery is revealing tonight yeah. <laughs> on the Alter Life. You want to keep it locked right here, Jeff. The mystery. It's pretty Ooh. exciting. I know. Makes it sound so mysterious. <laughs> but uh, Jesus has already cracked the mystery wide open for us, and we get to read about it in Ephesians chapter 3 tonight. And tonight, we are going to be tackling a lot. Uh, the mystery, obviously, but we're going to be covering all of chapter three of Ephesians tonight as Paul breaks open the mystery for us, um, the mystery of Christ and what that means. You know, a lot of times we think about these great things of God and it it seems too hard for us to comprehend, but hopefully by the end of tonight, we'll realize that by God's spirit, it's already been revealed to us. We just need to apply ourselves to the understanding of it. And um, we'll just kick off in verse 1. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, parentheses, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, (laughs) which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it has now been revealed by the spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. Big chunk. We're going to be taking big chunks at a time here. Appreciate your patience. But basically Paul laying it out there. He's like, here's, here's what we need to get down to right now. God has made known to me this mystery and I want you to know it too. And that's what Brent had said. And I think it was last week when he had said that it's, it's Paul. He's just grasping it and he wants to make other people understand it too. Like that's it. When we, learn something for the first time don't you want to like share it with other people like it's like dude did you know i just heard this this is amazing i've never thought about this before you know and and paul's trying to get that across to the church of ephesus and ultimately down the road to us so um that's what we're gonna be talking about tonight this mystery that we have the opportunity to understand in christ it's kind of interesting our topic tonight is the mystery revealed but the mystery has already been revealed, so we're not revealing anything new tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been revealed through the work of Christ and, and the grace that Christ has given us. Paul says, you know, he's got to, he just wants to share that. You know, I've been, it's been revealed to me how awesome this is, but I want you to know, you know, and so tonight it's about learning that, you know, the spirit is here, he's present, and um, the Spirit wants to reveal His truth to our hearts. And all we need to do is open that up and, and listen tonight. So now moving on, Paul says, The Gentiles should be allowed to be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of His promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister. This is Paul talking. He became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to him by the effective working of His power. Paul acknowledging the power that there is in Christ and how, you know, you know, Paul was saying here that, you know, I've been revealed to me the fact that the Gentiles are now in the club. You know, yeah. it's not just a Jewish thing. You know, it's about all of us can understand and can learn and can be a part of Christ's family. And uh, it's part of the mystery that's being revealed here is that, you know, everyone is able to experience this. And it's through the grace of God that we have the ability to do that. Um and, you know, he's acknowledging the fact that it has nothing to do with Paul being smart as the reason why he's been able to be a minister to this truth and how he's able to stand there and talk to the Ephesians or and also us tonight 
about the amazingness of um, the fact that we can have Christ in our lives, whether you're Jewish or not. Um, and it's the effective, effective working of his power. You know, the power of Christ that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that is working in our lives, whether you feel it or not. So often I feel like, you know, the power of God is like at a minimum in my life at times. Like, why am I struggling with this so much? Why is this such a struggle? Why is this such a battle? Um, but it's something that the power of God isn't less because we feel that way. The power of God is strong on our behalf. It's something that is continually working. And it says it's effective. It's never. It never fails. It's not like God tries and says, oh, I didn't get it. Try, try again. <laughs> First you don't succeed, try, try again. That's the mentality of man. Um, but when we tap into the power of God, it's one of the mysterious things that we get to have a part of our lives is this power that we get to tap into. I'm not talking about the you know, evangelism, the power, you know, the, you know, there's like some touch your hands on the screen and you'll be, you'll be healed. It's not that, that at all. It's not, it's nothing to do with us. You know, it's the power of God that works in our lives, that speaks truth to us, that can forgive us of sin, that can cleanse us from unri- unrighteousness, that can turn our lives around. That's just amazing power tonight to tap into. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. That was more by Lecrae. And we talked about this before as we were getting ready for the show. And, um, you know, Brent has some stuff that he had read and we're going to get into a little bit later. But um, it's the idea of the fact that the spirit is working in us. When, when you come to Christ, you're baptized in the spirit. And that's it man we do need to be filled you know because as i forget dwight l moody said or something we leak um but the spirit has been given to us to reveal all that we need through the scriptures and i I know a lot of times we look back and we look at these people that god used and we're envious you know we're like oh man i wish i wish god would like speak to me the way he spoke to elijah or to john the baptist or you know even to paul and you're like well Paul didn't have anything greater than what we have. In fact, he had less revelation than we have in the Word of God because Paul was developing that revelation as he was writing these letters, which would then be made known to us as it's passed down through the generations. And we have more access to God's heart than anybody in the past, anybody that's in God's Word. You know, like John the Baptist wasn't indwelt by the Holy Spirit. He wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit the way we are now. And God is made possible through the death and resurrection and ascension of Jesus. You know, Jesus said, it's better that I go because the comforter would come. You know, and I think that we forget that a lot of times. We think like, oh man, they got to walk with Jesus. Jesus actually thought it was more beneficial for the Spirit to come and to reveal the mystery of God in a way that Jesus wasn't doing on earth in the, in the sense that he, he spoke in parables that says because people couldn't understand the mysteries of God because they didn't have the spirit. So he spoke to them in, in ways they could understand. The spirit then comes and reveals all these things in God's word. So if we're filled with the spirit, we have the ability to understand God's word. If we don't, it's not because of what God has lacked to do. You know, it's not that God came up short. As Brent said, it's not like, oh, I got to try again. Maybe the spirit didn't stick on that person. I got to throw it at him again. You know, <laughs> it's not like that. It, it's it's lack of effort on our part. Lack of um, honest effort, I should say. You know, we can, it's not that, like we can bang it into our heads. It's got to be a genuine openness to the effective power of God. Hey, maybe it's just a lack of brokenness. It's a lack of 
just the visibility, the the desire to obey. You know, the Spirit asks us to follow Him, to to trust in Jesus, and to have faith, and to give up ourselves, and to you know, there's things that the Spirit would lead us to. And if we're not willing to go, if we're not willing to open up our hearts and be led, um, we're not going to experience it. We're going to be in the darkness. And this mystery, the mysterious awesomeness of the Lord is not going to be something we can experience for ourselves. And that's a sad state of affairs. And uh, just continuing on with Paul here in verse 8, to me who am less than the least of all the saints. Such See, that's the heart attitude that I get to experience the mystery is he's not like they're teaching everyone going, look, because I'm so awesome and I'm so amazing that God would choose me to share this with you because it's so amazing. No, he, he introduced to me who am less than the least of all the saints. Such a hum- such a humble perspective, such a broken heart. And I honestly believe that God shows himself more and more clearer to the heart that's broken. You know, he... He acts that you see, starts. I think I think there's a direct relationship between the brokenness of our heart toward things of the Lord and the amount of mystery and the amount of Christ that's going to be sh- that He would share with us. You know, I think when we're all hard and we're all off trying to be cool and trying to do you know be the best and we're trying to be we are trying to be in and of ourselves great. I think Christ tends to pull Himself back and doesn't want to be mixed in with all that. But when we're broken and we just have a real perspective on us like Paul did. I am the less, I am less than the least of everybody here. I think Christ chooses to honor that and chooses to work in that life. Um, but anyway, he goes on and he says, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ. I mean, again, you know, going back to Paul's heart in this is that, you know, I haven't, he, he many times throughout um, the epistles, he recaps his testimony of all the crazy, horrible things he did. And so he's he's definitely living in a perspective that I have not attained this yet. Um, but I get to I get to understand this stuff, and it's unsearchable. I love that. Unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all see, that is the fellowship of the mystery. You know, this mysterious grace that we have. Paul gets to experience that through his brokenness. We're in Ephesians chapter 3 tonight. We're on a breakneck speed here, trying to fly through the entire chapter as Paul's talking about the mystery. And um, as Brent said in the last segment, if you're just tuning in, there's a direct correlation between how broken we are um, and how much we see the truth of God. Because if we're hard-hearted, if we're puffed up in pride or in head knowledge, which is sometimes it's the worst thing for you to do is to try to understand the mysteries of God by studying it like a textbook because it's stale, it's dry and we think we've got it and we think we can capture it. But Paul, who is an unbelievable mind that God redeemed and, and used that for himself, you know, it's that we, we look a lot of times at Peter and John and we're like, Oh, they were fishermen and God used these like unlearned men to, to preach the gospel. But Paul was a smart dude before he became a Christian, you know, and God used that mind to lay out the book of Romans and, you know, just all these great defenses of the gospel that we read. And, and in Ephesians, I mean, just so high, some of this stuff you're reading, you're like, whoa, okay, I got to read that like 10 times before I get what he says. He says, me, I'm, I'm nothing. And God's chosen me to share this mystery with you, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent 
that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities, powers, and the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. We we can't wrap our minds around this. The fact that God, it's been in his plan from the beginning that through Jesus Christ's death and resurrection and ascension, that now God's wisdom would be revealed to the church. It was part of his eternal purpose. He purposed it from eternity that it would be accomplished in Jesus in whom, in Jesus, we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. We have the ability to go boldly and access these secret files. You know, it's like we have like the top clearance, security clearance into these incredibly secret files that we can have access to and learn and study and and appreciate this thing that God has planned, this mystery of how the world would be redeemed back to himself. It's an unbelievable, unbelievable thing. I'm going to let Brent talk next. You know, Jeff talking about the access, the boldness, you know, the fact that through Jesus, people like us have the ability to taste the power of Christ, to be able to taste the unspeakable, unsearchable riches of Christ and the blessings of Christ. You know, thinking back when we were in chapter one, all spiritual blessings found in Christ Jesus, we get to be able to experience that. And you know, not be in the dark. You know, there's so many people that are walking around this ball of dirt <laughs> and they're trying to pursue a life that's happy, a life that, you know, they can get at the end of the day, you know, when they're when they're on their deathbed, they can look back and go, oh, this is a pretty good life. You know, had its ups and downs, but, you know, was we did a pretty good job. Like, that's their main goal. That's what they're trying to attain. And it's like, it's so depressing because, you know, we have the ability to to be experience glory to experience eternity with Christ and to experience all spiritual blessings and it doesn't have to start when we go to heaven it starts now as we can experience a relationship with Jesus Christ we get to tap into this with full access you know it's like you've got the backstage pass you know you just don't get the front seat you get to actually go behind the stage and see how it all works and um and you get to learn about that for eternity. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was The Best Kept Secret by Skillet. And I uh, just thank you for listening this evening to The Altar Life. It is our unbelievable segment time, which we all look forward to. Yay. And we know you do too. Um, a segment where Jeff and I get to um, just go off on something stupid for a while. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, tonight we're going to be talking about scavenger hunts. Oh yeah, um, which doesn't really sound that appealing if you break it down. Scavenger, <laughs> I you know. know. It's like you just get all the the dead stuff. <laughs> so go find all the. Is that what it's? Scavengers? Well, scavengers are like you know, isn't it the you know the birds who come in and like yeah, they're like vultures. Yeah, but like they like eat. Scavengers. They're looking for the yeah, they look for the carcasses and the, <laughs> all the dead things to eat off of the stuff nobody wants. You know? So go to the cemetery, get a shovel. <laughs> so, uh, so you're basically hunting for things nobody wants. It's yeah. basically what brain you break it down. I think it's been, it's one of those things that's taken on a new meaning as it's you know morphed into what the what is now known as a scavenger hunt. Yeah. I think it's like, oh, go to the mall and like get a keychain from the thing. And then <laughs> it's always yeah. like 
people have too much time in their hands that just develop this scavenger. It's like, why don't you just tell me the answer? I went a really fun one, though, um, when I was in college, and it was at the mall. Oh, and, really? and it was a mall one, and we had to walk around and do different crazy things. And one of them was, you know, whoever got the... Whoever was able to try on the most expensive piece of jewelry and get the person behind the counter to let you try on one of the most oh, expensive wow. things of jewelry got the most points. Uh, it was pretty cool. Did you win? What? I did win that one, yeah. Yo, all yeah. right. Actually, I didn't try. It was, we were paired up, so oh, okay. I'm the person I was paired with. Yeah, I'm sure you probably did all the work, though, right? They were probably like the person standing Well, we pretended we were getting married, so it was oh, like, okay. well, can she try on this, you know? It was a woman, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a whole other unbelievable segment. <laughs> uh, but scavenger hunts are uh, are a lot of fun, especially when um, you're with doing it with people. And we did ones with photos. Yeah, too, they had to you, capture. Yeah. The, like it was like someone has to like go stand next to like the the uh, what's it, the palace? What's the, what's the Buckingham Palace guard? You know, like yeah, right. you, someone has to collect that. Not that we were in England, but I mean, it was that type of thing. Like you try to capture something that like would be absurd. Absurd. Yeah. yeah take take a little bit of. Uh, you know, humility to do something embarrassing to yourself or whatever, capture it, or you got to like stand on your head in the middle of the street or something like that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> or and then uh, they've made TV shows with the same concept. Yeah, it's you know? like the Amazing Race. Yeah, exactly. Is that what they do? They have to go grab, grab stuff and do stuff. It's fun. Go different places, but usually things. the prize is like lame. It's like oh, ten dollar gift certificate to Outback. It's like <laughs> I spent ten dollars. Just doing the scavenger hunt, like come on, I could have just gone to Outback. <laughs> so may that be a lesson to all of you who are get, thinking about doing a scavenger hunt. Just go to Outback instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Paul just got done talking about how awesome this mystery that we all get to experience now because of Jesus and because of the work that He's done that we can be bold and we have access through faith in Christ. And Paul gets to the point now, the climax of this chapter, I think, where he says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. You know, the climax is, Paul gets to the point where he says, And it's this reason that I bow my knees. You know, isn't that that awesome? The reaction of our hearts to experiencing this mystery experiencing the amazing riches and of Christ of Christ you know is he, we were humbled in it you know as paul says you know it's the i'm the least of the less of the least you know <laughs> we're humbled by that you know it takes our hearts and we bow our knees to Jesus because we realize you know it's the amazingness of him is pales in comparison to the anything we could ever offer and we realize that none of that stuff we could have ever attained on our own. And we go, if it wasn't for you, Jesus, you know, we'd be lost and we wouldn't be able to experience this. And so out of humility, we, we thank and we praise the Lord. This is episode six of our Ephesians series. We're talking about the mystery being revealed by the Spirit of God. And Paul continues on. You know, he's just so thankful and so amazed at the grace of God, allowing him to be someone who shares this mystery and reveals it to Gentiles and bring that's us, you know, bringing us back into the family of God. And he says, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints. What is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. 
That's some heavy stuff. Let's take it chunk by chunk. He says, the riches of his glory that we can be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That is an incredible statement in and of itself that the spirit of God works inside of us, our inner self, you know, the real Jeff, the real Brent, Mm -hmm. that God allows his spirit to go in there and work and to strengthen that inner man to be, you know, what he wants it to be. And, um, that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. That's that's the gospel right there. We put our faith. We talked about that a couple episodes ago about being saved by grace through faith. We put faith in Jesus Christ. He saves us and then his spirit comes in and dwells in our hearts. Jesus living inside of our hearts, taking the throne, the rightful place. What a mystery is that? I mean, just think about it in a logical sense. Like, okay, Jesus, this man who is God, died on the cross and his spirit lives inside of us. That's so mysterious just to read it at face value. But when the spirit is within us, it helps us to understand. Like we hear that. And we're like, yeah, I know what that means. Like I feel that. I, I sense that. And if you're not a Christian, if you're a stranger, if you're a foreigner, you know, if you're not in the household of God, it just doesn't make any sense. That's why it's considered a mystery and why to some people it can seem foolish. But when we have the spirit of God working in our inner man, it, it opens it up to us and we can understand when we hear that Christian language, we're like, yeah, I know what that means, you know? And sometimes we can kind of get caught up in that, but it's important for us to see that God is working in, in us and Christ dwells in us, which under, you know, our hearts love to hear these things, these mysteries, because it awakens something in us that is only there because Jesus is there. All right. That was Everything is Different Now by Stellar Cart. And I, I like that song because it's kind of talking about what we're saying tonight is that, you know, you're in darkness. You don't have any idea what's going on before you have come to Christ. And then, you know, you believe through faith that Jesus is who he is and you, you're bro- your heart's broken. And you get to that point where you ask the Lord to reveal himself to you, you know, and Jesus is faithful to do that. Jesus is here. He's, he's in the midst. You know, his spirit is always speaking. You know, the spirit is always at work in our hearts with an extreme amount of power. Um, but he's not belligerent. He's not forcing himself on us. And he asks us to respond. He asks us to obey. He, you know, it's like you heard, you heard the example of somebody giving somebody a gift and saying, here you go. I got this for you, but you have to kind of take it or else it's not yours. Right. It's, it's, it's that philosophy. And so Paul is pleading and is just, is, is just encouraging the Ephesians here. I want you to be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height? He wants them to experience the entire thing. And I don't think Paul at this point has even experienced the entire thing because I think for all eternity we're going to be experiencing the depths of the riches of Christ and the grace that Christ has given us. But, um, man, the width, the length, and the depth, and the height, all the dimensions of the love of Christ. Um, and to know that this love, which passes knowledge, which is beyond anything we could come up with in our minds, that forever is going to be blowing our minds, um, that you may be f- filled with the fullness of God. All of that God has to offer, my prayer is that you get to experience all of that. And you know what? If you're not safe tonight, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to understand more of what, what Jesus has to offer? I mean, it is what grounds us, it says, with love. I mean, it is what strengthens our inner selves. And, um, man, if we if we were in the dark tonight with that, who would want to be wandering around just trying to chase after the next cool movie or the next cool relationship? Because all that stuff is just so, it just pales in, <laughs> horribly <laughs> in comparison to 
the grace and the riches that we have here. And, um, you know, it's there for us. There's nothing that we can do to attain it um, except for just accept the gift and uh, to take it by faith. You know, Paul says in verse 18, or verse 17, actually, being rooted and grounded in love that we might know the love of Christ. You know, just to kind of summarize what he says, the love that we are rooted and grounded in is the same love that Christ has for us that died on the cross for us and the power of God's love to raise his own son to the, you know, back to life and to conquer sin. And, uh, he says now to him, Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us to him, be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. What a way to wrap that chapter up. You know, Paul just hits it home and I like how he says, he adds something that he doesn't always say. He says, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Let the church, like we talked about last week, that the church would glorify God and that the church would have the power of God within it. And um, that's what's lacking, I think, in today's church. Today's church is a an organization. It's a business. Yeah. You know, and it's just not what it should be. Well, you know, I was reading on a plane ride recently about the revival in Wales that happened in the early 1900s. And one of the things that stuck out with me as I was reading it was the past, one of the pastors at that time, Evan Roberts, was saying in one of his messages that was in the book, he was saying, you know, we ask for this more of the spirit to come down. We ask for the spirit to drop down on us. And um, he says, if you read Acts chapter 2, you know the spirit already came. He's here. And he's the same spirit that... Um, you know, was that Pentecost is the same spirit that's working and the same spirit we've been reading about tonight has working on our behalf where we lack is being re- was responding to it. And, um, he always says, it's like, have you ever seen that the spirit left anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he asked the question, did you ever read in the Bible? The spirit went away? Yeah. No, he's here. He's talking, he's ministering and he's, and he's blessing us. And it's because we don't respond. It's, we don't act, we don't ask, we don't take it. Um, and we don't obey the spirit is why we don't experience it. And um, so one of the challenges is to obey it. But then as we read this and he says, he is able to exceedingly abundantly do more than we can ask or think. Like it's because his power and his spirit has so much more in mind for us. And um, we just cheapen it by just kind of ignoring it and not obeying and if we obeyed, we'd experience so much more of what Christ has for us. So, As we talk about the mystery, and, and Brent hit it on the head, you know, it's there for us. It's like someone's given us the answers. And we're like, no, 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 I'll just figure it out on my own. No, 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 no. God has given us the answer by his spirit. Let's ask, just as they did back in the day, that we would respond to the spirit who wants to give us all the access to those secret, top secret files of of God. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ.